With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go, 5.03. It is a Thursday. We are that close to the weekend. It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank. For today, for tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. His name is the Eddie Scizzeri. He's in the control room. And across from me, Albert Corey Dukes. What's up, dude? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, you know... I was uh, probably a year ago, maybe two years ago, how I was telling you about that no hitters were no big deal. They are still a big deal. And that there just seemed to be, like, to me, a perfect game. That's pretty awesome. But a no hitter, eh. Still a big deal. It's not. It is. Now we've proven it's not. We have. A no, big, we haven't. Big deals don't happen two days this in a row. This has happened in 1990. There were four no hitters in one month, just like in May. Were there two back-to-back nights? Uh, there were two in one night, actually. There were? Yeah. What year was this? 1800s? 1990, I believe. 1990? No yeah. one remembers baseball that long ago, <laughs> Yes, they do. I do agree this is stupid. It is stupid. Uh, but I am still taking the under of eight and a half, even though we're at six on May 20th. It really is dumb. I, the, the game right now is dumb. And I do agree with There were a bunch of people on social media yesterday, and I think they're right, too. This whole shift thing, the fact that hitters haven't figured this out is embarrassing. Like, it really is. It's kind of easy to hit against the shift. Bunt the ball once in a while, but everybody just wants to hit home runs. That's what we want. Right. We want We're home run. We love home runs, Jerry. It really is. It, uh, ugh, I don't know. This is what we got to do with baseball. Get rid of the shift. Put steroids in the baseball again? Steroids in the baseballs. Eliminate the shift. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Pitchers dominate, and then there are nights you can't get anybody out. Yeah, it's so, very bizarre. You know, you said it, Jerry. Baseball is stupid. Right now, it's a goofy game. Is that uh, fair to say? Baseball is stupid? Right now, yes. And I would think, could be wrong, I would think the ratings are probably atrocious for it right now. Yeah. Because the scoring, at least, I don't know statistically what the numbers are, but just watching it, the numbers are down, the averages are down. Like, no one can, I don't know. It's very, I mean, do you look at, like, for instance, for instance, if you look at the Met lineup, now I know they're banged up. I'm not. I get that. Do you realize how many guys are hitting under 250? I also realize there's guys that are getting hits like RBIs that I've never heard of. I'm like, who is this? Well, because there are so many guys injured. I don't even know who's playing. There was a guy last night in the Yankee game. His last name was Lamar. Lamar. Who's he? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he started in right field. Lamar did. He got hurt. He left with a hamstring injury. Lamar hurt, hurt in his first game. <laughs> yeah, I think he was brought up for Aaron Hicks. He starts in right field. Oh, for the Yankees, you mean? Yes. Like, who is this guy? Lamar. It's Yeah, it's crazy right now, but that's what it is. 
It's it a good is thing you don't watch. What it is. <laughs> I watched, Jerry. I watched the no-hitter last night. You did not. I was all up in my grill. The game didn't start till after 8 o'clock. You oh, didn't see one pitch. I didn't see one pitch. Right. But I didn't have to. There was nothing, nothing there happened. Was nothing. But, but I did give you as that the sure thing bet for the day, just for the record. You, you gave us Corey welcome. Kluber. I told you the Yankees were the sure bet thing yesterday. Now, today, uh, today it's a day game, 2 o'clock. Uh, Domingo Herman, will he throw a no-hitter? Yeah, he will for the first time. I bet I can't get odds on a no-hitter today by I Domingo Herman. I bet you could. There's so many of them. They can't, they, they, the odds are off the table. No, I bet you you could. The Mets are 100% getting a no-hitter this year. They are. Sure. They're getting a no-hitter. Okay, because they, all the other years when there were a bunch of no-hitters thrown, they no, had so many of them. This one they're getting. It's, only, it's May 20th. Yeah, I the doubt Mets are, it. The Mets might get two no-hitters. Two? Yeah. Mm, okay. It's not going to be Jacob DeGrom. They've got one in their history, and let's be honest, the guy gave up a base hit. And you're expecting two this year. Two okay. this year. Just, just to show I you hope how, you're right. Just to show you how stupid baseball is. I hope the you're Mets right. The Mets will get two no-hitters this year. All right, we shall see. Oh, I, I like wait. that. Well, they don't play tonight, so it can't be tonight. They do not play tonight. That is true. But, you watch, did you see this? I, I really We mentioned him yesterday. I feel really bad for this kid, Khalil Lee. Khalil Lee? What did he do? Well, I think he was 0 for 4 two nights ago with four strikeouts. But a great catch. Last night he was 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. Three strikeouts. So he's swinging the ball. Uh, swinging oh, he's the swinging. Bat, I guess. Yeah, well, he's got a few looking, too. Okay. He's well, listen, though. he's hanging in there. Uh, I know the feeling uh, to be a bad hitter, but excellent in the field. That's how I le- lived my Little League career. I hear you. Good, another good night for Francisco Lindor. What did he do? He was 0 for 4. <laughs> also 0 for 4. He's Interesting. 189. Hmm. So the it's Mets, amazing. But the Mets did beat the Braves, Jerry. Or the Mets no. lost to the Rays. The Braves. Ronald, yeah, Ronald. I just said the Rays. The Braves. Right. Ronald Acuna Jr. And this was after Tomas Nito gave them that, yeah. that lead with the pinch of two-run single. Yes. So listen to these averages, all right? This is the Metsies. This is Mets. what they put out last night. All right. VR, 226. But a home run. Lindor. That's fine. I'm just talking about the batting average right okay. now. Okay. Lindor, 189. Dom Smith, who we love. Is batting a whopping two forty eight. Uh, James McCann. You have any idea what he's batting? This wonderful free agent. Two hundred. Two oh two. Two oh two. Almost nailed it. Jose Peraza. Two twenty. Fargus. Two fifty. Not much. Not much of a sample size. The only guy worth anything right now is Tomas Nito. Yeah. And Pete Alonso's hurt now. He is hurt. I mean, and then I see my main man Taiwan Walker, who I love, Jerry. He's on the injured list. Left side tightness, which seems to be a new injury. I feel like this was when, um, what was the what was the thing with? Oh God, not the lat. Everyone's got side tightness now. That's like a new injury for baseball. Yeah, there was another new injury years ago. I'm, it used I'm, to be called what? Being a wuss. Now, it's not, <laughs> now they've given it an actual name. They just these guys don't they don't play through stuff anymore. Man up, come I mean, on, just Taiwan Walker. See John Carlos Stanton. They right. don't fight through things anymore. They were they're worth too much money and they think gotta get to the playoffs. That's the whole that's the to me that's the whole issue with the NBA. Why the regular season's worthless. If you're good enough and you know you're gonna be a playoff team, it's like, oh, his fingernail is, is bothering him. Take him out. Gotta make sure he's good for May and June. Yeah, that's terrible. So would you say all sports are stupid? Because you started Not hockey. off Not hockey. Okay, because you started off baseball stupid, which we agree with. Basketball does seem stupid. There's a lot of things I don't that I like and do not like about the NBA. I think football is not stupid. I think. Uh, I would agree with that. And you're saying uh, hockey is football not and hockey all good. Those are the only two man sports. Yes, those are man. The sports. other ones are wuss sports. Well, 
They have certainly gone in that direction. I will say that. Hmm. I will not call them wuss sports, but you there's a lot not to like. Okay. I'm looking at a lot not to like here. You would say that's fair. I think that's very fair. Now, I see Jacob deGrom will make a start for single A St. Lucie yeah. today. Yep. That means he's pitching an actual minor league game. Yeah, like Noah Syndergaard did yesterday. He pitched an actual... Uh, uh, four innings, I believe. Four innings? Yes. So some kid is going to be facing Jacob deGrom tonight. I think about that all the time, like how cool that is. Yeah. When like big name, like when the Yankees have their, you know, uh, whatever, I think it was double A affiliate in Trenton for a while or the wherever Trenton it might Thunder. be. Scranton, Wilkes Bar, you know, Barry, whatever the hell yeah. it's called. And then you get a guy like Aaron Judge on a rehab assignment. So you imagine like you live in Scranton. And, you know, you want to go out there, give the kids something to do, maybe get a pretzel for a dollar. And all of a sudden, Aaron judges in the lineup. Like, that's pretty cool. And in this case, you got, yeah, young kids that are going to see Jacob DeGrom. They saw Syndergaard yesterday. I think the pitcher is even cooler because he's in there for every pitch of the inning that he's pitching in. Unlike, you know, Judge would just get up the one time. Right. You just watch him stand in right field. Oh, man, imagine if some kid takes... Jacob DeGrom. But deep. that does happen. Yeah. It happens in spring training, and it will happen in these rehab and assignments. And that kid will have, even if he never makes it to the majors. Hey, Ma, hope you got that on video. We'll have a cool story to tell. You're very right about that. No question. So, like, the Lakewood Blue Claws, they're a Phillies affiliate, I believe. I think. I'll take your word for I it. I think they are. That would be kind of neat. Like, if Bryce Harper had to go on a rehab assignment, all of a sudden, for two nights, he's in Lakewood. That would be awesome. Would it be cooler to get a hit off Jacob DeGrom as a minor league nobody or as strike a minor? Strike out someone? Yeah, strike out Aaron Judge. I'm going to go with the strikeout. To strike out Aaron Judge or, yeah. a, or a guy like that? Here's why. As a pitcher? I'm going to say the strikeout because you got you got to get the ball by him three times. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. But they're both neat. They're both great. They're very, both very cool. You would take both of those. Jared. I would. And you live by Lakewood now. So if that yeah. happens, like Zach Wheeler on a rehab assignment, ah, he's pitching not in Lake, that doesn't do it for you. Okay. So like far. a DeGrom, a Garrett Cole, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, Aaron George. Aaron George, yes. Pete Alonso. What about Gene Segura? He might punch the manager in the face in the dugout. <laughs> I heard they made up. They're all good, I think. Of course they do. You know where the big. Uh, the big Issue in baseball is now is with Tony Larusa and his White Sox. Although they keep winning, so what difference yeah. does it make? They don't do. They're they saying the team doesn't like him either because he, well, what was his problem, Tony Larusa? Pro, so his problem was his his uh, hitter swung three zero against a position player who was pitching in a I guess it was a thirteen to four game at the time. Minnesota. They were winning thirteen. They're winning thirteen four. Kid goes up. A catcher I think was pitching. Uh yeah, it was. Um, I think it was Will was it Willens Astadio? I think that's who it was. And it's three one. And it was a forty mile an hour pitch, which is tremendous. And he cracked it three zero. It was three zero. Three zero. And so he's saying he gave him the take sign. Apparently, he never even looked. He just did what he wanted. Hit a three run homer. So he went off on him in the post game press. That's not what you do. That's not how you play. You're disrespecting the game. Blah. And all the players are like, Tim Anderson on social media is like, we got your back, as if, like, screw this old guy. Yeah. And then you've got a lot of other guys who have come out. We mentioned Trevor Bauer. Uh, and matter of fact, oh, what's his name? There's even a pitcher on the White Sox who came out and defended the kids swinging. He's basically, he his point was, and I'm blanking out on who, I think it was, um, was it Lance Lynn? I think it was Lance Lynn, I think. I'll check. I think he said... You talk about disrespecting the game. How about the fact that they care so little and just quit on the game that they threw a position player in just Correct. to finish it? So why can't you swing? I agree. I agree with that. If you're going to throw a catcher out there to pitch, Deal with it. I'm swinging away for a home run. Couldn't agree more. I agree. These are professionals. Whatever. 
So, and then, and that was the other thing. He said that there will be payback, and then they threw at him the next game. Who and La- said there will be payback? Larusa said what he did. There's going to be payback next game. I think it was Tyler Duffy that threw behind him, but threw at him, but maybe missed on purpose. I don't know. And he got ejected. And Larusa was like, "Yep, that's what happens." Like. So he thought that was confirming his point. Yes, I, so I would say so. Yeah, old man Larusa might be losing his locker room, but they keep. Winning, but they you keep say. winning. Lucas Giolito last night, you know, goes eight innings and strikes out a million people. They win again. I don't know a single name you keep referencing <laughs> from the White Sox. How do you know all these White Sox? Players? You know Lucas Giolito. No. Giolito, no. Okay, well. I'm not I know being... Tony Larusa because he was a manager when I was a kid. <laughs> you know Tony Larusa from Oakland. Yeah, you even bypassed the whole St. Louis years. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was a child when he was a manager, and now I'm 51, and he's still a manager. You could be a grandfather. He's still a manager. He's still a manager. Still, well, he just came back after. Remember, he didn't know the uh, <laughs> the extra inning rules. Yeah, he was not familiar with the rules. He's been away. He was away for a while. He's back. They're winning, and I, this probably is nothing. It's just. It doesn't look great. That's all. Jerry, he knows the unwritten rules, not the actual rules of baseball. Can we throw the unwritten rules out the window? I mean, it's enough already with this nonsense. Really. So that's And that's one of those things, too, whether it's the bat flip, whether it's swinging 3-0, as Alice scrambling to find something. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's, and it's really only in baseball, I feel like. Now, there's cheap shotting in hockey that you don't do. I right. get it. But they can just fight right then and there. Baseball players act like they want to fight, and they don't. You're saying there's unwritten rules in other sports is what you're saying? Or That's just, what I was just asking yeah. you. Like if yeah, you, football there is. Like, if you're up 35 nothing, they're not going to throw a bomb. I feel like that not really anymore. In college, they do. They, they run up the score. But yeah. I feel like in the pros, if the Chiefs are up 35 nothing, depends. they're De- not throwing a bomb. Depends on the games. Depends on the coaches, if the teams like each other. I don't, to me, whatever. You're a pro. You deal with whatever comes your way. Jerry, when we come back, I have a philosophical question for you. I I want to know your philosophy on life. Oh, Jesus. I have a good question for you about something that happened to me on my way in today. Fair enough. Uh, Oh, by the way, this past Saturday was officially the one-year anniversary of my new condo. You're kidding me. This Really? This past Saturday? This past Saturday. One year, Jerry. I didn't know that. It was the best decision I've ever made. Buying my own place, building equity in a home. I owe a big thank you to Carney Bank. You know how much I love them, Jerry. They made the mortgage process easy. My mortgage loan officer was always accessible, personable, and quick to respond. First-time homebuyers, do not hesitate to explore Carney Bank. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Just getting started. Mets lost to the Braves, a no-hitter for Corey Kluber. Apparently, we do this every day now in baseball. And uh, we'll get to the basketball as well. It's Alan Jerry until Boomer and Geo on the fan. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Al and Jerry. Radio Gaga. Radio Goo Goo. Radio Doo Doo. All right, we're going to fire shots back and forth at one another in this segment. 523, it's Thursday, Boomer and Geo coming up top of the hour. Al has something philosophical for me, and then I have a producer question for him. 
This song David Lee Roth used to play every day in the studio. This police song, he loved it. Rock it out, Jerry. I don't care for the song. Not a big police guy. Yeah, David Lee Roth used to play this every day at the end of the show. On the air or during break? I think on the air. Got it. Did he check out at the end of a show like, I'm done, I've got nothing else to say, just play music? No. No? I don't think so. Were you hiding at that point? <laughs> After a really tough few hours? Counting down the hours. I was like, awesome. <laughs> what were, when you found out he was leaving. Yeah. Or was fired, whatever it was. He wasn't even fired. He quit, right? I don't know what whatever. happened. I honestly don't even remember. When you found out, though, were you like rejoicing? Or were you like, oh, what am I going to do for a career again? No, no. I was already gone from that show. Before oh, I didn't he, know that. Yeah. Oh, I thought you, because it was only three months, right? Yeah. How long did you last? Three months. Two months. But you were gone slightly before he was. Yeah, I was gone before he was. I was how, gone from from his show. How long did Michelle last as producer? Less than show? me. Oh, I didn't. I saw. I thought. I thought she saw it through too. I didn't realize. <laughs> no. So in a three month show, he had new producers. Uh, yes. Wow. Well, I don't know if he had new producers as much as we just individuals kept falling off the show, <laughs> and he had less producers. Got it. Know Understood. what I'm saying? Yes, I hear you. So my philosophical question for you is this, Jerry. On my way to work this morning. As I came off of the uh, Outer Bridge crossing into Staten Island, and I made the turn onto what is 440, whatever that means. Uh, but I know I was heading towards to go to the Verrazano Bridge, right. whatever that is. As I came around the bend, the traffic stopped completely, 100% stopped for like 15 minutes. But I was only probably about six cars, seven cars, 10 cars back from where it stopped. Okay. And after 20 minutes or so, when we moved back around and it cleared, there was a car that was facing the wrong way. It was completely destroyed, debris in the road, all this stuff. And would you, philosophically thinking, Jerry, would you think, huh, if I didn't stop to pet the dog this morning, I would have made this and not had hit this traffic? Or would you look at it like, if I hadn't stopped to pet the dog this morning, that could have been my car? Which way do you generally look at life? I move on. You don't think about it? No. Like, you didn't even cross your mind, like, hmm, I stopped to pet the dog this morning. No, I have thought of things like this. So, for instance, on Monday, I took my wife's truck over. So, the Cornhole League started Monday night. So, I had to bring all the boards and bags over on Monday night. And we played on a baseball field, which was neat. There's an area where you don't park because of foul balls. There's signs everywhere. Just park at your own risk. And we never park there. Watch for foul balls. Right. There's a gate that it's just a much shorter trip to get the boards in rather than park 400 feet away. So I said, you know what? Let me park there. I'll unload everything. And then I'll move the truck and park it wherever. As I pulled up, there were three kids on the field. Anywhere from the age of 10 to 14. I couldn't tell. So I figured I'll move them to the other field so I can start getting set up. Start bringing the bags in. As I was about to say something, foul ball right through my wife's windshield. Now, to your point, a couple of things went through my mind that night. A, could have taken a different, because I took a different route to get there with less turns, but took a little longer. So had I taken the original route, wouldn't have been a foul ball. They would have gone to the other field. I wouldn't have safe light repair, safe light replace coming today to put it in a new windshield for 700 bucks. So I did think about it momentarily, and then I said, Made a decision, live with it, move on. That was the end of it. Because mm-hmm. I think of that, like, I know you take different routes to work sometimes. Sure. You go Brooklyn Bridge, sometimes you go Manhattan, Manhattan Bridge. Bridge. Sometimes I'll take that dumb tunnel that yeah. costs $40. Like if, But if one day you took the Brooklyn yeah. Bridge and you crashed on the Brooklyn Bridge, 
in your head you wouldn't think, damn, I should have went Manhattan Bridge. Of course you think it, but you move on. There's no, you made the decision. There's nothing you can do about it. Now, there will be some that will say life is scripted and we had no choice in the matter. It was going to happen anyway. I don't buy into that crap, but some do, and that's fine. I just say you made a decision, move on. What are you going to do? Yeah, because my Live first my first thought was, hmm, if I hadn't stopped to pet the dog this morning sure. before I left, I I wouldn't be sitting in this traffic. No question. You would have just gotten through it. I would have just gotten through it. Yeah. Or I could have been the car. You could have been crashed. the car, yeah. Well, it depends on what happened. The guy in the car might have been drunk and might hit a tree and spun the car around. Right, in which I case, still, it would not have been you. Right, right no, right, but I could have been oh, involved in his crosshairs. In his crosshairs, That yeah. is 100% true. That is true. I'll give you one example of that, actually. We played, I played golf with my father in, I think it was Spring Meadow Golf Course down in, down by where you used to live, or well, now kind of where you are now, down 34 in South Jersey. And we were coming back, and there's a circle on 34, which you're very familiar with, around that Howell area. I hate a circle. Now, if you take it back, we were about to leave the parking lot, and I realized I left my putter leaning on the car next to us. So as my dad hit the reverse, I said, hold on one second. I got out, I grabbed the putter, threw it in the back, we went. When we were going home in that circle, we watched an accident maybe, I don't know, a thousand feet in front of us. Could have been us. You could have been the accident. Could have been us. But but divine intervention put your putter. Or the fact that I'm a jackass and forgot my putter. You mm. call it divine intervention. I yeah. call it I'm stupid. Whatever. Whatever, but it's could also could have been the... ahead of it. I don't know. Right. But it certainly is possible that or that happened. Or had you not gotten how to get out to get the putter all things leading up to that accident could have been different absolutely the guy might not have crashed That's because exactly right. something else would have happened that, you're right he might have liked the the car we were in right and all of a sudden he focused on the road again right so there's no will smith does a great thing does a great piece from years back about things like this and how every move you make impacts the journey forward right and impacts everything in your life correct it's interesting. It is interesting when you mm-hmm. stop and think about it. Like if I if I stood up, took all my clothes off right now, that would impact the the course of the show, right? And started doing a happy dance in front of you, right? Well, there's material for the show. Hopefully, that CBS would have caught it. We'd say run the tape from earlier when Jerry got naked. No and one wants to see dance. that. No one wants. to I see would that. watch that. You'd have to blurry out a lot of uh, soft parts, <laughs> soft body parts. But soft. that impacts the direction of the day, right? I know, every little thing. Everything counts, no question. Hmm. Same in sports, too, Jerry. The Corey Kluber no-hitter to bring it back. I have no, Now, I have a sports philosophical question for you as a producer. All right. Now, I know you don't like doing guests, but once in a while you get a good guest, you put them on. I suppose. If you get, well, you put Joe Judge on. That's true. Right? I mean, if you could get Gettleman, I you'd, mean, put, you'd put Gettleman on. Not me personally, but the show you host the, You would it. put Gettleman on the show. I would prefer not to, but the show host would want him. I would want him. Okay. I think he'd be fun. I'm not, listen, the boring GM's a boring GM, but Gettleman would be fun, I think, with these guys. My point is, from time to time, you will put a guest on. <laughs> what would you say if you put a guest on, and as you were asking him about a certain t- subject or topic, this is what he gave you? I'm not in tune with what's really going on in professional football. Hmm. Uh, I live in Florida. So that's Ron Wolf, the old Packers GM. Yes. <laughs> he was on with Leroy Butler and Gary Ellerson on their, I, I don't know if it's a radio show. It's definitely Odyssey, and it's a, they podcast In Miami? It. I don't know where they are. I have no idea where they are. They're probably doing a radio show in Green Bay for all I know. I don't know. But Odyssey puts it out as podcast form. And because the headline was, 
Um, there are so many divas in football now. Yes. And he was talking about the quarterback position because of Aaron Rodgers, and he's talking about Russell Wilson. But he prefaces all of it by saying, I really have no idea what's going on. But sure, I'll answer your question. Yeah, but sure, I'll be like, somebody had to sit around and go, what if we got Ron Wolf? Yeah. Well, I guess I guess Butler played for him. Ellerson probably did too. So okay. there's a relationship. And I get it, former GM, but my God, the first thing he tells you is, eh, really not in tune with what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm mm. not familiar with uh, football, so whatever. Qu- who's this you're saying, Aaron Rodgers? Who does he play for? <laughs> but would you guys like to talk about living in Miami? It's very odd. This is a very odd thing about guests. Like, people just want to put guests on to put guests on. And most of them are like Ron Wolf. Terrible. There are, I will always say it, there are must-listen-to guests, then there are guests just to kill time. And then there's a lot in between. The right. guests just to kill time is awful. Yes. Just awful, and it's lazy. A good guest, a good guest. He's lazy. He is. Like I've always said, like Bob Costas as a guest, I, I could listen to him all day. Because you love his cadence, his Everything. mannerisms. He's a great storyteller. Story he has lived a, an incredible sports life. And I've heard him on several interviews. I love him. I heard, like I heard Van Gundy with our old friend Russo yesterday. I could listen to, Je- I don't know why, I could listen to Jeff Van Gundy talk about the NBA forever. But then there are some guys that's like, all right, can we move this along? Right, they're just boring. And people keep asking questions because they got to get to the next break. Yes. That's when it's like, oh, what are we doing? I agree. And there's some hosts that want to like put guest on after guest. And then they wonder why their show has no flow. It's because... You- when you get into a flow, then you hit a guest. You got a guest. Although one of your favorite guys, Jim Rome, is a big guest guy. I hate the Jim Rome guests. I love Jim Rome, nineteen late nineties, early two thousands, when he was controversial and couldn't get guests. As opposed to now, when he's friends to, with everybody. Yeah, but it sucks. It, it does. It's a different show, and I don't see, like I it. I didn't listen to it back then, so I don't know. It was so fun, Jerry. He was mean. He was the jungle, right? He was funny. Yeah. I've always told the story. I'll never forget walking into the convention center in Detroit in 05, I think it was. I think that was the year. Me and Burkhart. Was it me and Burkhart? Yeah, me and Kevin were covering uh, the teams for the Super Bowl. And we walked in, and there was, you know, the way they had it, because fans could go into the convention center and walk around and kind of see what was going on with the NFL teams that were there or the NFL players that were pushing products. And we walked in, and you had a walk. There was like a, it was like a gated area, and then it was all roped off. And then the fans could kind of come in and see whoever was walking. Just be normal people, reporters, whatever. We walk in, and I would say 30 seconds after we walk in, the roar. You would have thought it was WWF and Hulk Hogan walked in, and it was Jim Rome. And it was insane, the noise that they made for him. It makes me wonder why a guy would change his philosophy of a show other than that he wants to grow as a performer. Well, but the same then, like with Howard Stern did. Like both of those guys very similarly were guys who were very funny but mean and to some people would sure. consider it mean, uh trashing people all the time, but it was great to listen to. Now they both rely on guests that they're super nice to. And it's just changed. But maybe as a performer you can't do the same thing over and over again. You get stale. You get bored, probably. I guess, but it, but, but to me, the putting, relying on guests and being nice is boring. Yeah, well, you got to find some in between, I would think. Yeah, and it's hard to do. I guess, but it's like you said, putting a guest on 
is easier to fill a 10-minute segment oh, talking to a guest than a 10-minute segment of yourself. Uh, no question about it, especially if you've got four hours that you're dealing with every day right. or three hours every day. It's a lot of segments and a lot of content you need to come up with. So interesting. 536, more than halfway home. <laughs> Boomer and Geo at the top right here on The Fan. Don't go away. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. General, less talk, more rock. Rocking it out with Phil Collins. Is this Genesis this or just Phil Genesis. Collins? 5.43. It is amazing how fast this hour goes. I say this every day because we talk to you. That's right, Jim. I like your shirt. Al is wearing the Andre the Giant shirt today. Although I'm disappointed because it doesn't say, what is he, 7 foot 5? He's foot. 7 foot 4. Why don't you five. make that shirt? Seven for four, five hundred twenty-five. Yeah, and don't even put Andre the Giant on, so you don't have to worry about like infringement. Just seven foot. For and the just store. that phrase. For the FAN store. No, I meant for aldukes.com. Ah, I don't know how to do that stuff. Oh, all right. But just yes, yeah, seven foot four, five hundred twenty-five pounds. Grenoble, Grenoble France. France. Perfect, Jerry. Let me write myself. That's a up. very good idea. And then put our us on the back. Our names on the back. Yeah. Perfect. Like Love a, it. You know, yesterday would have been Andre the Giant's seventy-fifth birthday, Jerry. You know who turned seventy-five today? Cher. Cher is 75. They were, they dated for a while, Cher and Andre the Giant. They were power couple. No, they didn't. Oh, yeah, Jerry. I don't believe that. Yep, he carried Cher around on his shoulder. (laughs) I got you, babe, they would sing together. (laughs) I don't think so. Imagine him singing that song. I would love to see Andre the Giant next to Sonny Bono because he was a a smaller man. Yes. But they're both up in heaven now, Jerry, so if you want to see that. Sonny Bono skied into a tree, right? Skied right into a tree, head first into a tree, passed away. Horrible. Yeah. But right now, up in heaven, Andre the Giant and Sonny Bono, they're probably listening, Jerry, smiling upon us. Uh, I suppose that's possible. Seven foot four, 525 pounds from Grenoble, France. (laughs) Happy birthday up in heaven, Andre. What's amazing is it seems like he's been gone for a long time. Andre the Giant? And he would have only been 75. Yeah, what did he die in his fifties? I'm not sure. No, he's not been dead twenty five years. No way. Well, fifty nine would be sixteen years. No, I didn't say fifty. I said fifties. Oh, fifties. Oh, I see what you're saying. Let me Google it. Just Jerry. think about it. Sixteen years ago, it was only two thousand five. Five hundred twenty five. Was last time he wrestled? That thing Andre? in the, the Pontiac Silverdome was that what? was a long time ago. Yes. Well, so that was a WrestleMania three. I think they're in the thirties now. Is that what they're at? Andre the Giant. Uh, let's see, Jerry. That's a great question. He uh, passed away in. Wow, 1993. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it hasn't was been 25 only, years. He was only 46 years old. Wow. Yeah. So almost 30 years. Now, he was born in Grenoble, France, but he passed away in Paris, France. Big Frenchman. Hmm. He was he was billed from Grenoble in the French Alps. Okay. That doesn't go on the shirt. That does not. We don't much. care about the French Alps. It's too much. And he has a daughter. Andre the Giant uh, has a daughter. What's her name? Something witty you go over there. <laughs> Ellen the Giant. <laughs> <Just. laughs> Jennifer the Giant. I think she goes by Jerry. <laughs> yep. Uh, did you see Bryson DeChambeau 
I didn't. What did he do? He detailed on a, a golf radio show. That his... sounds thrilling. Well, actually, that does sound boring, but this part sounds interesting. I'm kidding. I love golf. I'm just joking. He detailed his backyard UFO sighting last year in Dallas. No, why said, was this not front page news? I don't know. You're right. What is going on? <laughs> he said last year in Dallas, he and, drone. he and two of his friends witnessed three round silver metallic discs moving across the sky in a triangle shape. All right. I still say drone. Right. Aliens, you're going to have to reveal yourself. At because some point. Being up in the spaceships far away is not enough for us anymore. And just reveal yourself while I'm long dead and gone. You don't want to be... I am not interested. You're not interested. I don't think anything good comes of it. I think like Eddie has said, that if they really wanted to destroy us, their technology is so far ahead of us, if they're visiting us in these spaceships, that they could have destroyed us already. They want to... Not everything wants to destroy us. Maybe, or they're plotting out the complete disintegration of the Earth. One of those two. And that takes time. Maybe they want to be friends with us. Maybe. Maybe they want to eat us. Maybe they want to eat us. I'm not interested. You don't want to find out. I like the way things are. You do, without I'm aliens. Good. And I'm I'm one that takes chances all with that, but not with this. Do you believe Bryson DeChambeau? In miracles? Yes! Yes! That? Do you believe Bryson DeChambeau? You're a golf Yeah, guy. I believe he saw something he couldn't identify. Right. Again, an unidentified flying object does not mean green men from Mars. He believes it's green men from Mars. He okay. believes it's Show spaceships. me proof. Show me proof. Show me the alien. Well, that's what I'm saying. They need to reveal themselves to us. I agree. And not the, just to Zimbabwe. Well, no, I don't agree. Children. I don't want them to. I, you I, don't. If, if the government knows, that. tell us. Supposedly Although they're they, going to tell us. There will be a complete freak out. Right. That supposedly they know what? and they don't want to tell us because we'll all freak out. Speaking of the government, weren't they supposed to release after 50 years the JFK details? About the assassination? Yeah. Who shot him and what happened? Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, please. Aren't we three years past that point? I don't I, I was not aware that they were doing that. They're way backed up. They've got alien stuff to tell us. <laughs> Boy, this is it. This They've is government got JFK stuff. stuff to tell us. <laughs> I mean, they're behind on things. And then supposedly Barack Obama, he says that he knows stuff about aliens but can't tell us. I don't know well, if he's w- joking around or he's for reals. I would think every sitting president... Has classified information. Well, wouldn't Donald Trump come out and tell us he's a nut? Like, he would come out and go, I saw the aliens. <laughs> they were terrific. <laughs> Greatest. They said how much they love America. How much they love Greatest him. Greatest country. <laughs> I was the best president. That's a very good point. Although, <laughs> you talk about a president that has run and hid. Have you heard from no, him? No, because they banned him from social media. He can't be seen anywhere. Yeah, but no one will put him on. Well, I guess. Well, I have my guest here, Jerry. The warm-up show. Put him on. I don't want him on. I thought you meant for well, the we big just asked him about the aliens. You, you don't want to. Do well, I'll say, Mr. Trump, we're only going to ask you about what you know about aliens. We don't care about other politics. No, you should ask Chris Christie about aliens. He's got to know something. Maybe I'll text him. Real? Uh, what we go? Fugazi or not? Fugazi, Fugazi? or not? Fugazi? Space exactly. aliens. He has to know something. Yeah, and that's the best relationship with a politician we have. There's your guy. Or you know the aliens, like you said, where are the aliens? You know, NFL games are very highly rated. Not like baseball. The aliens are watching it? No, I'm saying, why don't they hover above a, a football stadium? How about the Super Bowl? Or the Super Bowl. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, Jerry. If they revealed themselves at the Super Bowl. Space aliens? Again, I mean, we could have been having this conversation for 30 years. Right. I mean, when did David Duchovny do that show? 
X Files. Yeah, long time ago, and nothing has happened. Nothing since. came of it. Exactly, which <laughs> to me is good. Right, me and Eddie, we want to see the aliens. I don't. I, okay, if they're friendly, it. I even just if hope. they're not friendly, let's let's see what we're up against. Destruction. <laughs> Maybe our missiles can beat their missiles. You oh don't yeah, know. sure. You might be right. I don't know. Blast them right out of the sky. Like You're our such an incredible idiot. I was what Chris I, Christie said when I asked him about aliens. <laughs> Mr. Christie, are there aliens? You're such an incredible idiot. Oh, oh there you go. It's a pretty good segue right now into something I was going to tell you about. Oh, uh, Don't now, be an incredible idiot. Yeah, exactly. You may have heard I'm celebrating one year in my new condo. I don't know if you've heard that. If you're sick of paying rent like I was and want to build equity in a home before the aliens get here, get in touch with Carney Bank. They made the entire mortgage process easy. Things that would have taken a few days in the big banks were done in an afternoon at Kearney. I wouldn't recommend anyone else for this. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers a ton of savings. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, final break. We get you to Boomer and Geo at the top right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence, recapping a huge, huge night in sports. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, good morning. You're just waking up. Another no-hitter. This one by a Yankee, Corey Kluber. Yankees beat the Rangers 2-0. The Mets took a lead and and, and then lost. Uh, the Lakers wound up beating the Warriors last night, and the Islanders back in action this evening. I had an idea, Jerry. Oh, the warm-up show, by the way, brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. I had an idea for a promo for CBS Sports Network. All right. You know, since they, they do a lot of radio shows, it's a Boomer and Geo, they have uh, Tiki and Tierney, they have Jim Rome, and then we also know they do a lot of rodeos, they do World's Strongest Man competition. Yep. So this was going to be my promo. It was going to be CBS Sports Network, Radio and Rodeos, the strongest lineup in sports. That's not terrible. When you go to the strongest part, it's the guy, it's a guy lifting a heavy yeah. piece of cement. It's not bad. I like it. So it's like Boomer and Geo on a horse rodeo. Radio and rodeo. And then a guy lifting. Maybe you, Jerry. Lifting no, 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 a big... no. Lift, lift Tiki. Lift Tiki or yeah. have Tiki lift Have the it? strong man lift Tiki Barber up. Okay. Like Parcells after the Super Bowl. Oh, I like that, Jerry. You put Tiki on his shoulder yeah. as he's running off the field the with the one. strongest man. <laughs> on, the, on the CBS television uh, sports, what is it? Oh what is God. it? Are you have any interest in this Friends reunion, Jerry? I do, actually. Me too. I will watch that on HBO Plus, right? Yeah, uh, Max, I think it's HBO called. Max. I will watch that, I yes. watched a, a two-minute trailer came out, which oh, I watched did. this morning. At first, I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know if I'm interested in this, because I wasn't really locked in on Friends. Yeah. But I saw that two-minute trailer. I'm like, you know what? I'm interested. I wasn't, I wasn't locked in on Friends when it was first out. 
But with all this binging and stuff, I've seen enough of the episodes where I've seen them all now. Yes, I would I would be in for that. If Seinfeld came back into the sure. two-hour special, I'd be in for Cheers. Like any of those shows that I used to watch, yeah, I would be in. But this Friends thing is not a it's not an episode. It's them sitting around talking. Talking about the series, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be in. I think a lot of uh, athletes will be watching this. We heard from a lot of baseball players in particular. Wilmer Flores learned that, English from Yeah, it. that come from foreign countries that learn English by watching Friends, which I could not imagine... I could not imagine watching like a Spanish soap opera or something. And all of a sudden knowing how to speak. Like it's hard what? down the lane. Oh, Kick down the right wing. This is important. Durant takes it quickly down the lane. Leaning left. Falling down. Makes the shot. Do, 